they're very simple to do, but I would encourage people to always practice those things when you're not anxious. They are, they, they sound simple to do, but it's like having a tool belt on. You, you can have them in your tool belt, you just need to know which tool to use, and the more you practice with it, the better you're gonna get at it. So when you are anxious, sometimes it's hard to process. We don't think and feel at the same time. Hello everyone, this is Darby McClatchy. I'm the Communications Director here at St. Gabriel Catholic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. On behalf of our parish's mental health and wellness ministry, we're grateful to continue our podcast series talking about anxiety. We hope that you will listen to our first episode. We talked about ways that anxiety can show up in your life. Today, we'll continue talking with Christine Simpson, a therapist in private practice and also a parishioner here and Father Mike Mitchell, our parochial vicar. Today's focus is ways that we can reduce anxiety. From school students to retired seniors, we hope that you will find some really great ideas. We'd like to note that this podcast is intended to be for information and for education only. Please talk to your healthcare provider about your own personal care. Let's get started. Christine, welcome back. Thank you, great to be here. So this morning, I searched the phrase ways to cope with anxiety on the internet, and Google provided pages and pages of links. So clearly, there are many, many ways to cope with anxiety. So what is a good place to start? One of the places that I really like to start with people is to um, help them understand how much movement of their body becomes a huge part in managing anxiety. There's a lot of research out there now that really helps us to understand how important that is to coping with anxiety. And uh, I think most people would generally agree that when we move our bodies, we feel better, physical exercise, dancing, even a good walk, mentally, all of those things help us to feel better. Uh, movement directly impacts our nervous system and it stimulates something that's called the vagus nerve and that's a very complex concept to go into and uh, system in your nervous system to really discuss all of that here but I would encourage people to look that up there's a lot of new information out there about the vagus nerve and they somewhat call it the secret weapon um, in learning how to manage anxiety but it the movement directly stimulates the vagus nerve and it's one of the ways to really help people kind of process through and kind of push that energy that's in their body out of their body and help release some of that tension. So no matter what our physical abilities are, moving however our body feels comfortable doing it would Absolutely. help with this. Absolutely, it can be raising your arms over your head, it can be putting your legs up and uh, I've seen people lay on the floor and put their legs up on the wall just to kind of, again, reset the nervous system. So it's uh, the movement overall is just a very helpful thing for people to be able to manage those physical symptoms that they're having. Terrific. How about another one? Uh, one of the other ones I really enjoy um, with people, doing with people, is for them to take some deep breaths. So people have probably seen you know, on TV or in movies, that people will take the paper bag and they're gonna blow into the paper bag and inflate the paper bag. And I often tell people it's not really about the paper bag, it's really about the long breath out. So taking a breath in, but then letting that breath out be, you know, seven to 10 second count, um, really, again, helps to reset the nervous system. 
So that's a very helpful thing, and it's something you can do anywhere. You don't have to be in a place that's um, separate and apart from other people if you're struggling with something. It's something you can do anywhere, which is really helpful. And then another activity would be to do um, what would be a grounding exercise. So with grounding, you're going to look around and you're going to notice the things around you. It's going to be, um, you know, what do I see in this room? What do I hear in this room? What do I feel as far as tactilely against my body? What do I smell, if anything? And are there any tastes um, that I can identify? Because it brings us back into the present, and it's very much like mindfulness where you're just in the moment you're observing what's going on around you because anxiety often takes us to a place where we're into the future projecting what may happen predicting what may happen thinking all of those things and it's taken us into a place that we can't control and we want to bring ourselves back to a place where we do feel grounded so those seem really simple to do they're very simple to do, but I would encourage people to always practice those things when you're not anxious. They are, they, they sound simple to do, but it's like having a tool belt on. You, you can have them in your tool belt, you just need to know which tool to use, and the more you practice with it, the better you're gonna get at it. So when you are anxious, sometimes it's hard to process. We don't think and feel at the same time. Um, and so that's, even an example of that would be something like test anxiety. It's hard to process information when you're very anxious. So it's better to practice these kinds of things when you aren't feeling anxious, get used to it, know how to use the tool, and when you feel that anxiety, you have an option there. Sort of building up a little muscle Absolutely. for that. Absolutely. Terrific. Great. So for our listeners, we'll include this list of ways to reduce anxiety in our podcast notes. These strategies that you gave us, Christine, they seem really practical and easy to try. And Christine, in our next podcast, we'll look forward to talking with you about even more strategies for coping with anxiety. Wonderful. Let's turn now to Father Mike. Father Mike, thanks for joining us again. Thanks for having me on. Christine shared some practical things that we can do uh, to help lessen anxiety. From the spiritual perspective, what are some practices that might help us? That's a, a great question, and the ideas that Christine shared uh, are very complementary to some spiritual ideas that I can share now, because as human persons, we are body and soul, and we're not one or the other, uh, but we, we need to look at our life in an integral way. So from, I would share from my uh, office building on the third floor here at St. Gabriel's on the campus. One of the things I love doing as I look out the window is to see the line of parishioners that just comes and goes from our day adoration chapel. It seems like there's always someone there. And those people that are coming, many of our parishioners, they're finding something in that moment of prayer. God's presence is very healing. It's very helpful and encouraging. And so that would be, for me, the first recommendation I would make for anyone who's overly anxious or stressed out in these times, uh, to turn to prayer. If you can come to the church to pray, I invite you just to sit in a quiet type of prayer, a contemplative prayer of adoration, where you are sitting there before the Lord and letting Him speak to you, or just experiencing His presence there letting him know that you're there and your heart is open for whatever he wants to share with you. That's a beautiful prayer. And leaving, even though nothing really happened, you didn't say a whole lot or do a whole lot, but there's a peace 
and a spiritual just depth that comes to your soul after those moments. Our Adoration Chapel here at St. Gabriel is an especially beautiful place, as you said, Father Mike, to just sit quietly before the Lord. But what if someone isn't able to come to the church? If you can't come to the church, uh, it's always good to have some part of your home that's your little prayer corner, right, where you can have uh, maybe a special image of Jesus, uh, a candle maybe that you could light, a good spiritual book where you can just open up maybe the pages of the gospel and, and spend a few moments with Jesus in prayer. That's good to do at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day. It doesn't have to be long, but just beginning your day where you offer all that you'll do to our Lord, and at the end of the day to thank our Lord for the day's events and that type of spiritual life where you're continually in contact with our Heavenly Father certainly helps bring us a peace that can overcome uh, anxiety. And so uh, those types of prayer, not overlooking a good walk uh, through the woods out in nature. You know, we're, we're spiritual beings, but we're also material beings. And, and we, we have to be careful to maybe over-spiritualize things as if a good walk through the woods on a quiet day, uh, that is so helpful as well. And we can find God in creation. Father Mike, you talked about whether we come to the chapel here to pray, have a corner in our homes to pray, or take a walk in the woods, that that can help us reduce anxiety. If I'm having trouble quieting my mind for prayer, is there something that you could suggest? Sure. If, if you find yourself with your thoughts just very scattered when you come to pray, which is a, a very common occurrence, right? Uh, I would suffer from that myself at times. The beautiful prayers of the rosary, for example, which is uh, very repetitive, simple prayers, that helps to direct the mind and can help calm you as you enter into a moment of prayer. Right? You can't expect to come in from the busyness of life. Let's say a mom with little kids or a, or, or, or a dad, you're leaving home to get away for a few moments, moments to pray. You're not going to be able to walk into the church and just immediately go deep into prayer. You're going to need time for your mind to settle down and, and, and to quiet itself. And so praying the rosary, reading a chapter from the Gospels or, or a good spiritual book is a, way to, a good way to begin prayer. And after that, you might find yourself more able to, to focus in the prayer. Again, however, prayer is not simply focusing your mind on spiritual things, right? The beautiful part of prayer is, is I am with the Lord. I am with my Heavenly Father. Whether we're talking a lot or talking little is irrelevant. Right? It's being with Him in prayer, which is what matters. I love that you said we can just come to prayer and just say to the Lord, I am here. Father Mike, let's switch gears a little. Prayer is such an important place to start when we're anxious, and we've been talking about ways to do that and ways to calm our minds, but sometimes it can feel helpful just to talk to another person. So as a priest, what do you suggest we do? Uh, going to counseling is certainly a way that will help uh, with life's problems. And at times, though, uh, going to someone for some spiritual guidance here at the parish, we do offer that service. Spiritual guidance and counseling can go hand in hand, right? They often talk about some of similar themes. But a spiritual director, like a third person that you can share some of your ideas with, some of the thoughts that you have, 
Maybe you're discerning something that you're praying over, like a decision to make that's causing you a lot of stress. Should I take a new job or not? Should I move here or not? Should we send our children to this school or not? And those questions can cause some anxiety, right? A third person to bounce those ideas off of and, and to invite the Lord into that conversation can be, can be very helpful. The difference, though, would be um, there are certain obstacles in our, in our life that are not just spiritual, and they will need some type of counseling or therapy to overcome. The psychological sciences have made so many advances in recent years, and there's so many types of therapy that can really help us. If you're feeling like you're suffering from a depression or knowing someone who is, it's not enough to just sprinkle them with holy water and tell them to pray the rosary. Right? You're going to need something more, and that something more would be found in counseling. So that would be a little bit the, the distinction between the two, and, and those would be my, my recommendations from the spiritual side as to how the, our faith can help us overcome anxiety and fears and stress. So even a person of strong faith may find a time in their life when counseling might be appropriate for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there should be no stigma at all about going to counseling or therapy. Right? They are a blessing. God has given us the medical sciences and the psychological sciences as a, as a gift as well. Those are healing sciences that God has given. And so uh, looking at our life from that integral perspective, knowing that there's some things that my faith will help me with, but there might be some obstacles that I'll need some extra help with. Well, God also gave us that extra help. And uh, counselors and therapists are those that have studied that and are giving their life to that mission. That's such a beautiful reminder that all of the resources that we have available to us really are gifts from God. Whether we seek spiritual guidance at the church or if we turn to a counselor or a therapist, we're still walking as people of faith. Thank you so much for that, Father Mike. For our listeners, we really hope that today's podcast brings you some help and some peace and just think about integrating some of the practices that Christine Simpson and Father Mike shared today. They're simple things that any of us can do, but they really do make a meaningful difference in coping with anxiety, especially as Christine mentioned, if we practice them often. We're looking forward to being back in our next podcast and we'll have more strategies for managing anxiety. And we are grateful to be with you in faith and prayer.